Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thanks, guys. Last week, we had Jed on from the Union Gospel Mission, and we were talking about the fact that Jed is going on to, I wouldn't say bigger and better things, but he's going to a call, and every call that God makes on your life is worth the moving. And so Jed has been with us for the last eight years almost, and he has been just an excellent asset. He graduated from the program 20-something years ago, before I got there, although I knew him because he would come in and volunteer, and I'm the one that actually asked him to stay and work with us, and eight years ago, he agreed to do that, and he has been, he's been Eileen's right-hand man, and I have been grateful all the time that he has come and joined us, and so although it's sad that he is going to be going from the mission to be a full-time pastor, he's already a pastor, we can't look at it like that. No. It's, it's a brother going out to do what God has called him to do. And by the way, it isn't the end of our association because no. he's, it's not like a secular job where you go back in a couple of times and then nobody ever sees you again, yeah, right? you don't even know who they are anymore. Right, you, know? you don't, you know, new people go, who's that guy? That's not how it is in the body of Christ. And no. so Jed is always going to be a part of the Union Gospel Mission. He's, he's family to the mission. He's welcome there anytime. He'll still be coming and delivering a message occasionally on a Friday morning. I believe that's what you said you wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, I did. I told Jeremy to keep me on. Good. And I'll reiterate that. Yeah. That, you know. So as we talked about last week, there are differences that we have as far as denominational things go, but as far as brothers in the Christ, in Christ go, we are walking down the same path, and I am thrilled that he is going to go be the pastor of his church. Well, he's already the pastor, but he's going to be doing it full-time, because you know what? It's really hard on a congregation when they have a bivocational pastor. Sometimes it has to be done, but it's difficult for them because you can't be there all the time that they might need you. Yeah, and and that's kind of how it happened with us. You know, it was kind of out of the—what we knew, our our church went through a lot of trials in 2018. That was when I got really sick, if you remember, with diverticulitis. And we—my pastor had lost his wife— and we lost um, several close family members, including my wife's dad. And uh, so it was a really hard year. But in the midst of that year was um, the decision that when I got away with our pastor, Mike Flanders, uh, we got away to Hawaii for a conference and we kind of spent a few days in prayer and just kind of, and he decided that he wanted to ordain me and make me his assistant pastor sure. with the with the idea that we would begin a transition. And so uh, it wasn't, too much longer after that, but in 2020, in in November of uh, 2020, he realized that his health was starting to get to the place where he couldn't do it anymore. So, yeah. uh, and as um, Valentine's Day, February 14th of 20, uh, 2021, I became pastor. So we, I just celebrated my second year this last Valentine's Day uh, as a pastor, and uh, it just became 
you know, we, you know, any kind of transition in the church, there's going to be changes. We had several families leave that had been with us for a long time. It was kind of sad to see them go, but there were several that had come and joined. And so we, we had a very small group, about 20 people, and we just decided that we'll keep going at it. And if it becomes a home Bible study, then it becomes a home Bible study. You know, yeah. uh, we were just kind of committing it to the Lord. And um, because of COVID, we had, we had, um, you know, had all our stuff online. So we've been doing YouTube channel, Facebook page, uh, you know, doing some blogs and podcasts. And so we just kept up those things. And lo and behold, several people started to find us and, and they started to join us. And so we've grown to about 40 to 50 people now that call us their church home. And uh, it's just got, it became ever uh, increasingly um, obvious around the end of the year last year that, that I needed to come on full time. And it well, was like, we, I knew that you were yeah, going there. Yeah. Everybody said that, but it was like, and then when we made the decision, uh, the, the second week of, of January, and that's when I told you guys yeah. and, um, when our board decided on that it, yeah. over the next month of doing the transition, the Lord really was showing me that I had been working two jobs the last two years. And so it was really, st- I started to realize, man, I'm, if, if I didn't make this transition, I might be headed for burnout, and I didn't want that. And I, and I know that my wife has been sacrificing because we, wouldn't, we never really had a day off. And so that was another thing that was a concern to me was making sure that I you know, kept our marriage going well. You know, she deserved uh, my time too. And so that's what really kind of led to it. And so it was a really hard decision to make because I was trying to figure out how some way I could balance the mission and the pastorate at the same time together Mm -hmm. going into this year. And like I said, the board, and we talked about it, and it wasn't even a financial problem. The the church was doing well enough financially to do it. It was more of uh, just, you know, the mission being my family too, and knowing how much that me and Eileen have done and wanted to continue to do at the mission, that it was kind of it was a hard thing. It was a really hard decision for me to make because yes, but in the long run, yeah, I could see this coming because yeah. it's very hard to have a divided mind. Exactly, and it's not that you you know it's not like when the when God said you cannot serve both money or mammon and God, right? It's yeah. not the same thing because in both positions you were serving God. But God doesn't want us to be distracted in our mind of our primary goal that we have. Your primary goal was to shepherd the sheep yeah, as under-shepherds. Yes, We're exactly. not the shepherds. Yeah. We are the under-shepherds. And so there comes that, pl- that time when God has to speak into our heart and say, mm-hmm. Jed, Yep. You're being called into the ministry, yep. and you're not leaving the mission. No. You're just changing your involvement yeah. with the mission, right? Well, yeah, and what's great about it is that, you know, unbeknownst to me before this decision was even made, that he brought two people into our department that are more than capable of doing what I do. And I just, I, I know now that that was God brought them there for this particular time, because, you know, we've had problems in that department of having help in there that I just don't know without having me there to coordinate them uh, would be such a good transition. But well, but right now, the two people that are in there are just amazing. They're young people that are excited about working there. You know, you're going to get a lot more years out of them than you probably would of me. But it, it's just amazing to watch God's hand on those things before you even make the decision. Well, just so you know, 
uh, Micah has been on the show a couple mm-hmm. of times as he said because he sets up the radio yeah. uh, interviews, yeah. and so he's kind of the oops, I don't have anybody. I'm, <laughs> you know, yeah. So and then of course Steve Jared uh, comes on the show, and so does yeah. Tim Trina, Mark Cook, but. Having said that, we're also going to have Marissa on. She has not yeah. been on the show yet. Yeah. And just so you know, folks, Marissa is uh, smart. She is grounded in in computer work. She knows yes. how to do that stuff. She has a college. De- I think her degree is in it's something. Com- like communications. Communications. She has, a, she has a two-year degree in communications, which she's been able to put to great use with our website and social media. Yeah, I, she really has. Yeah. And so there are things planned, and we don't know yeah. if somebody else might come aboard. But right now, to your point, Jed, mm-hmm. because you've been able to instruct them in what you do so yeah. well, Yes, it's going to be difficult because nobody can do exactly what you do. Nobody yeah. knows exactly what you do every single minute of the day because you also get involved sometimes into the IT uh, part of it. Yeah, it took me it took me a couple of weeks to figure all that out and put it on paper. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's that's true. And as a matter of fact, when I get in trouble on the computer, I I have always gone out and said. Uh, Either Eileen or or Jed, Jed, hey, I I can't make the printer work or whatever, and so he's always been gracious to yeah. come in and help me too. And it's not just because I'm the boss. No, I don't. They I don't, all everybody asks. Me I don't to do think that. I lord it over people. No. So. Well, it just it's interesting because you know this is a lot of people it, people that are listening right now don't really understand that that when I came there in 2014. Eileen had been there for quite a few years, for a few years. She's been there 12 years. Yeah. So she'd been there about four years before I showed up. And the first thing that she wanted to do that was she did when she came on was begin to increase our online presence as a mission. And uh, one of the big things was updating the website and then starting a Facebook page. And, and that kind of, you know, it, the, the fixes that were there when she first came on worked good for the first four or five years. But it became evident when I came on there that we really, really, really needed to rebrand everything. And and in that process of time that we really we developed the website, we uh, built up the Facebook page, we created a logo, which we have trademarked, um, and we were managed to get that all put together. And, and you, it's just awesome to see it put in a place that can be transferred to somebody like um, like Marissa to to just take what what we've already put together and they can you can build on it now. Well, we expand so, different things. Uh, I expanded on what the directorship was mm-hmm. and the next person yep. behind me will expand on that, yep. change it. We have uh, gotten into many areas right now. Uh, we're going to have, in a couple of weeks after this interview, we're going to have a Delina in here. Oh, and Delina good, is yeah. a certified biblical counselor, yeah. and we're trying to to integrate that into some of the things we're doing with women's ministry. And that ought to be a good show because she's got quite the personality. Yeah, I just <laughs> just like with you, I don't I really need to ask many exactly, questions. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I won't have. She'll have some good stories to you tell. You know what? He sure. just turned red. If you could believe yeah. it. But the bottom line is that it has been. It's been my pleasure to be able to work with you all these years. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, I, I've I've told you that that, and I told Eileen this too that that 
God has used everything that I've learned um, at the mission, preparing me for this role as pastor. I mean, it, there's yeah, a lot of, I, I know there's so many little things that Eileen took the time to teach me when I came on about communications, about, about how to write emails, how to write a pod, you know, write a blog or a blog post. And she doesn't realize that, that I learned so much from her teaching and coaching me that, that in, I use that. That's incorporated every week when I put together a sermon. And she doesn't, she, she, I don't think she really realizes the depth of my appreciation for that because I would have never learned that on my own if I wouldn't have been at the mission and had somebody like, you know, Eileen coaching me throughout the years on a department that I basically knew nothing about. I didn't know anything about development department when I came on, but I had a heart to do it. And, and she was willing to work, and we worked great together through the years that we were able to build what we did. And, uh, you know, it was really her that did so much of the work to, to make me who I am. And it's the same thing with you, Pastor, all those times that we would pray together and talk together. And, you know, you're always a mentor to me because, you know, I, you would, your wealth of experience of being in ministry, mm. you know, for so much longer That's than me kind of you. That, that I've been able to draw off of, you know, your stories and, and your things that you've gone through that help prepare me for what I'm doing now. It works both ways. Yeah. Uh, we have prayed together many times. Mm-hmm. I've listened to you many times. I've, uh, you and I have talked theological points together mm-hmm. and I've appreciated your perspective when it yep. differs from mine, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't differ at all. It just may be a little different angle that we have on something, yeah. and those things are always important to keep us sharp. Yeah, Bible says iron sharpens iron, Exactly, right? yep. And so we need those interactions with people. Yeah. And I have sincerely appreciated you over the years, but I, I think you know that. Yeah. And Eileen has appreciated oh, you I know. over the years. I know. Uh, she has always said what a great right-hand person you have been over these years to help her. And, you and know, so, and, I, and I've been really glad that she's been busy with the big projects that you guys are doing now with the women's closet and with, mm. with the things in the department that, that, that she hasn't had time to think about, <laughs> about me leaving too much. Cause I know it's, 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 you know, I know it was a hard thing for me to tell her. I know she says she's excited about it, but, uh, I know, I know what it's like to well to, to lose a partner when in the middle yes. of a project. You she's know. excited for you. Yeah, she's not excited you're going. Exactly, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> she's just excited for you. Yeah, I know. I'm excited for you. I'm not thrilled you're leaving. Yeah, but I do believe God is calling you to go, mm-hmm. and I believe that you're answering the call. That you're doing what God has called you to do, and so for me. Uh, I applaud when anybody goes out. I mean, you know, uh, we all have to go to Galatia, Ephesia, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. There are different places for us to go. Yep. And uh, different voices. And again, I want to reiterate to all the people listening, Jed is going to work for uh, as a full-time pastor, but he's not— resigning from the mission in in that we are dissolving our partnership completely. No. We it's going to change and it's going to grow, but I believe as long as I'm there that certainly we're going to have a lot of interaction. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to go, "Hey, gee, I wonder how in a year and a half how that Jed's doing because I'm going to know how he's doing." 
You know, one of the things that 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 our church is a big supporter of the mission, and 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 you know, we in twenty, I think it was the beginning of twenty eighteen, we were able to acquire the first Saturday of the month for our church to do chapel, and uh, we've in the four years. Well, we of course COVID, we're closed for a year, but but even after COVID and before COVID, we've never had less than eight to nine people come down. Hmm. You know, I think there was only one, one month where we only had like four of us, but for the most part, we've always had a large group that comes down. And, um, and, you know, one of the things that, that, um, your new operations manager, Jeremy wanted, he made a suggestion. He said, well, I'd really like to see the church groups get down there a little earlier and, um, kind of mingle with the crowd and kind of get to know a few people and so I asked, I told um, my associate pastor, Bob, and, and the group leader and the rest of the group, I said, hey, we would, I'd really like to try this out. Let's do that. And so we've been getting down there an hour early. And uh, we, the, we, you know, not all of us, but a few of us will go out and talk to some of the guests sure. and pray for some of them. And the one thing that we noticed that, and then, of course, we would gather into the prayer room and all pray for the service. Yeah, we always did that. Yeah, too. And, then, and then once we started the service— the one thing I noticed is all those people that we talked to, those people that we engaged with, they're all paying attention to the whole service. And then what was nice is the last two months, we've been able to serve the meal afterwards. Oh, and they, yeah. they would personally come through the line and they'd look at you in the eyes and say, thank you for what you said or thank you for sharing. And it, and it just, you know, for our little church, um, they're hungry for that. And we've had the last few months, we've had maybe 12, 15 people come from the church to, you know, we had a couple new people this last month. And it's just great to still, you know, they they feel the same passion that I do for the mission that has kept me there to work as an employee the last eight years. And so we're going to continue that. And I just, I don't see that slowing down at all. No, and it's, uh, it is a huge blessing to, I always had... The fourth Saturday of the month, Mm -hmm. for years and years and years, our church came down. And then we were with another church that I was pastoring and uh, still coming down. We came down, we probably started 30 years ago at least. Yeah, I've been director 18. When my wife got really sick with MS, the church still comes down, but I don't. Yeah. And the, one of the other problems that I had is everybody on the street started to get the idea that I was the director of the mission. And then sometimes instead of coming down for prayer, they were coming down just to try to get something. Yeah. You know, or complain about somebody. And and <laughs> when I'm there, I don't want to be the director. Yeah. I wanted to just come down, deliver a message, and and be with everybody else. So, yeah, Jeremy's idea— of having you guys come down, and even if the if you have a music group, you know, I mean, yeah. if you have music that you do, you got guitars. I think it's an excellent idea. We wouldn't make the churches do it, but for a church to come down a little bit early, kind of get to know everybody, it breaks that ice, huh? Yeah, so. it does. And they, and they 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 sing along louder to the music, and they just it sure. just seems it just seems to be. Um, and, and what I'm saying that is not only blessing the guests that are there, but it's blessing our church. That's and the that's key. and that's the key. And 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 you know 
when I when we left that last Saturday, I mean, a, a couple that comes to our church has been regulars for years. She came up to me and she's saying, "We are going to be able to do this every time, right?" And I said, "Well, I got to ask." Oh, that's you know, cool. <laughs> and and they were just like, "Well, we really want to be able to do this every time." So I went and asked Jeremy, and he said, "Yeah, you guys can have that night." So. Yeah, no, he's been encouraging people to do that, and I can tell you, I had the fourth Saturday, and it took me close to an hour to get there on a Saturday. Yeah. And you're doing, you're busy doing things, and you say to yourself, "Oh man." I'm going down to the mission. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You know, it's late. But you know what? And you guys have heard me say it before. Sunday morning was always more exciting when we were yeah, Saturday it, night it, at the, the same mission. Thing, it, same thing with our church. Yeah, I can say yeah. that. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. And it really is true because when you do something like that, you're coming down, you're, you become energized because God has told us to go out into the world, right? Yep. And when we're doing what God has told us to do, there can be an excitement and exhilaration, and and it doesn't hurt to stop at, at Denny's afterwards. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. Although I do love a good cheeseburger. Yes, you do. Uh, so at any rate, Jed, uh, what is it going to feel like the first Monday morning you're not here? Oh, it'll probably be, you know, I'll probably sleep in a couple days. I doubt it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I I think I'll, I'll, but I'll, I don't know. We'll see. I I know I have, uh, we have a, my, my board already has a list of duties for me to do. So my first month is huge. So I already have a lot of stuff that we need to take care of. Well, I have a suspicion that after all these years of getting up early and going into work. I'll still be getting up early. One, you will wake up and your mind will be running 100 miles an hour about what you need to do, what you want to do, how things should be. And so I would be very surprised if you, quote, sleep in. Yeah, no, I probably won't. But You know, you probably won't. And my wife should. And my wife still has to get up to work, so. Well, you need to understand, as some pastors fail to understand, that you do need to have time. Uh, I've been bivocational for years, and it becomes very, very difficult. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't have time for everything that needs to happen. Yeah, and you do need to have time of refreshing, and you mm-hmm. need to sometimes, like they always say, the tree cutter that doesn't sharpen his chainsaw cuts down. A lot fewer trees, right? Yep. So you can become, you can start to work harder, but not smarter. That's right. I can tell you, sometimes putting a sermon together or getting ready to counsel somebody when you're tired yeah. and you're weary, you just spin your wheels. Yeah. So your congregation loves you enough to know that and yep. give you some time exactly. off, too. Exactly. So how does Phyllis feel about it? We're down uh, to like one minute. Okay, almost. well, one it, minute. <laughs> my wife is 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 pretty happy about it because she's been yeah. working from home since COVID. Yeah, and for the for at least for the first couple months, my office shares her office, so we'll be seeing a lot more of each other. So yeah, she's she's pretty happy about that, and I am too because, well, like I said, it's been a busy couple of years, and it's going to be nice to be able to see yeah. my wife and and absolutely, my uh, friend, and and. Like I said, this is not the end of your association no, with the mission. It's just a change in its its uh, direction a little bit. We're yeah. down to just 30 seconds now. And I just would encourage all of you out there, Jed, uh, the name of your church again. It's, is, oh, Cal- 
Calvary solid ground. All right, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched, and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.